Hello, happy Thursday. You're listening to Women in Music, and I'm your host, Alexa Ace. Today, I speak with the fantastic, and not to mention, Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Gwen Bunn. Gwen was born in Decatur, Georgia, and after graduating high school, attended Berklee College of Music in Boston, where she left after a year to return to her hometown to pursue music full-time. Gwen was quickly contacted by Top Dog Entertainment after turning home from Berkeley. Top Dog houses artists such as Kendrick Lamar and SZA. She took a chance and went to Los Angeles in 2014, where she co-produced with Schoolboy Q and Kendrick on the Grammy-nominated hit Collard Greens. From there, she's released albums under her own names such as Safe Travels and Phase, which we speak about today. Other things mentioned in today's episode are her producers on the record, the solitude of enjoying the small things, and what it's like to work with and sample one of your favorite artist's songs. Introducing Gwen Bunn. Gwen, thank you for being on Women and Music today. Um, like I said, just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The very first thing I want to know, um, obviously, is how did you get into producing? Um, yeah, well, thank you for having me, for, uh, first of all. And um, I got into producing, um, I think just naturally as a child is something that I kind of thought about when I was listening to Kirk Franklin one day, for real. And um, I started listening to each instrument um, individually, like I was listening to the song, and then I would start paying attention to the trumpet by itself just what you know what I mean like mm-hmm. and I started to kind of like notice that I was like able to focus and just listen to one thing within the song and I think that's kind of when it started I was like I want to be able to do this like put this whole thing together like I wonder how he did God, this awesome. you know <laughs> it sounds like you're such a natural composer it sounds like you like were young and like dissecting each part of the Kirk right right yeah, right right like- so yes. then, so then where'd you go from there? Did you ever like get into like, um, drum patterns or was it trumpet? Or- yeah. Yeah. It was all of that actually. Um, I played trumpet in um, elementary school. That was like my first instrument. And then, um, I used to beat on the desk a lot too. Um, so that was like the beginning <laughs> of me making beats and like drum patterns and stuff like that for sure. Like, and I play drums a, a little bit too, just naturally. Cause I love, you know, rhythm. Um, yeah. And I, I've been around a couple of drum sets, so I've had some time to just, oh, just a few. <laughs> right. <laughs> just to play around. Damn. So it came so natural to you is what I'm hearing. Yeah. 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 And also piano too. I kind of, um, it, it kind of starts with just one instrument and you just kind of, you know, start playing around and, and building, you know, mm-hmm. a repertoire a little bit, but yeah, I like the piano and, melodies and stuff so I use my ear to you know figure out how to make or play the chords that I like you know what I mean I think it's cool that you're saying um you know you even started with just like the dissecting of producing because I just recently started producing as well and that's exactly what it is it's mm-hmm. like every single like layer is a new step but you also have to sit there and really you know I mean go into your heart or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and figure out what sounds can kind of fit if it is a trumpet if it is you mm-hmm. know, a, a clog like you know whatever the fuck it is next um, right absolutely producing is like it's like a puzzle it is it is yeah yeah so what what instrument do you mostly play or do you um 
I guess it just depends on the day. I kind of like, um, I got my guitar and my bass here with me right now. I think those have been like the most exciting as of lately, just because um, I'm always playing piano. You know what I mean? I don't mm. think I grew up with a guitar, <laughs> mm-hmm. not as a kid. So, you know, to be yeah. able to like play around and, and explore and, and grow and learn with new instruments. I think those are, you know, the the best things. Helps you grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To just Yeah, and grow as an artist, just like to expand, expand yourself and see what else, like what else can be an extension of yourself mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that you haven't touched yet. Exactly. I think that's super cool. Exactly. Um, so you released a new album recently. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of um producing and songwriting, I am immediately curious to know. What are some common themes throughout phase, um, your newest album, and what does that mean to you? Yeah, uh, I guess the common theme sonically, um, um, I definitely think would be the bottom in it, like just the kicks and the 808s. And, uh, you know, I think that's definitely a cool theme. And then guitars as well. I got a lot of, a couple of songs with guitar, and um, I think maybe the moody part of it you know what I mean like it's a lot of different moods and um I'm excited about that um and yeah and I think it yeah it means um to me the project um definitely shows just the phase that I was in for sure just you know to sonically it definitely just shows what I you know type of stuff I've been listening to or just what I've been feeling as of lately or where my head has been um so I think that is a big representation of what the album means and also um phase is kind of also just like the emotional phases of a relationship too just because okay I was wondering yeah yeah it's definitely like that emotional roller coaster um and just the different transitions of a relationship you know you start out happy um you start talking you know y'all start (laughs) getting close Um, And then now y'all are together. Wow, it's a whole new situation. Now you had your first argument. Now you over it. You need a break, you know? (laughs) Wow. Okay, that's exactly, honestly, what I was wondering with the entire album, because um, I even, you know, note on here, I want to know more about the end track, Get Enough, because it truly feels like when you start with intro all the way through, like you are going through you're going through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're going through it. And that's exactly what you're saying. It's cool to hear you say it too. It's like, um, there's certain songs for certain periods of your life, you know, but that's, that's human life. It's an mm-hmm. unraveling story every day. Exactly. Exactly. So you close the album out with the upbeat track titled get enough, and mm-hmm. it might hint at some sort of new love or deep trust. Right. What might it mean to you to close the album out with a new beginning? Is that accurate? Yeah, that's exactly what the vibe was. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right on the money. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of like that new chapter um, of a, a new relationship or a new opportunity. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, definitely new love, new energy, you know, new beginnings for real. Because um, I know that, like I said, the project just kind of gets moody and stuff, so... Um, I feel like Get Enough is definitely up-tempo, a brighter 
you know, sound as well too, like a more uplifting, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You- yeah. So. Well, that's why I kind of want to know about it. Cause it ends on like a high note, which makes me wonder if there's going to be like, not like a part two to this album, but also surely this like wraps up a phase in your life mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, there's, mm-hmm. there's something more coming. Um, would you align with that? Uh, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how connected it'll be to phase right now, like this project, but it definitely is hinting at um, a new chapter. I love that. So Gwen, you kind of got started as a songwriter, right? Or producer. What would you say? Um, I think I kind of got started as a producer and then producer. Well, you know what? I, I would say I got started as an artist, to be real. I okay. Think a lot yeah, of that's opportunities, right. Yeah. They stem from the artistry which led to, you know, production opportunities and then um, more artist opportunities. So at the end of the day, you're, you are an artist through and through. Yeah. How do you feel now? And what's the story behind Colored Greens? Looking back, how does that Grammy nominating accomplishment feel today? Yeah, um, it feels great. <laughs> it's it's mm-hmm. um, still kind of random to me because I was just, you know, having fun living my life first time in California so this opportunity um is really just a blessing so it's an honor to even be included with this to be real I can't you know I can't complain did they present the track to you or were you writing with them in the studio I was writing with some producers who are um great great producers who are fans of mine and reached out I wasn't necessarily familiar with them at the time, but I knew some people that they were working with. And I later realized, oh, I am a fan of what y'all are doing. This music is crazy. We love to connect type of thing. And eventually they said, yo, come out um, to LA yeah, at some point. And I actually did. I took them up on it. I was never, you know, I never thought I was really going to come at the time that I came, but it ended up making sense and working itself out. So working with those guys and being in, you know, the right room at the right time, it just ended up being an a, um, opportunity. A lot of what I hear on the podcast and from different women um, is a lot of the right place at the right time. I feel like, you know, even you saying um, they message you and they're like, hey, come out to L.A. Well, that wouldn't have happened if you didn't, you know, find the funds mm-hmm. or do whatever the fuck you had to do to get your ass to L.A. in the first place. Exactly. Shout out to Fonte. He helped to fund that that trip. Oh, <laughs> shout out. Work, but, you know, <laughs> him and I have done some collaborations and, and Fonte is a great, great guy. And one of the first people that um, I work with closely who was um, like connected in the industry in this way and just like really doing it on a professional level but he was Mm -hmm. also paying me you know what I mean to do whatever we -hmm. would collaborate on so whatever he would send me for what we were doing I would invest back into the business and take trips to Los Angeles or buy equipment or whatever I need you know what I mean whatever I need to do that's right and investing trips are investing also I think that that's a great point that you make that trips like you know just going on a trip or finding the funds doing whatever you need to do to invest in yourself to go out to LA it's Mm -hmm. like you're putting yourself in the location you need to make more money Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. if you can just make that first step happen um, or even like you said you know have someone who who believes in you absolutely and also when someone believes in you, it's like you want to do your best. So you're going to take the big opportunities, no matter if you're scared, no matter the funds, no, no matter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I right. take that chance. Mm, take that chance. <laughs> I saw that you had worked with Faith Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw an interview that said that you 
had first sampled the song. Yes. So that just brings me to wonder how how do you legally sample a song, and how did sampling a song lead you to working with one of your idols, Faith? Yeah. Um. So sampling the song, um, I guess it depends on your relationships and who you know, and you know how you get to the people who are a part of the record that you're sampling, like, or how do you get to their people type of thing. Um, mm. Some people don't clear things and, and wait till the record gets big enough. You know, <laughs> some people do reach yeah. out to them and handle it that way. Or, you know, you could, you know, do it the the more professional way and handle it beforehand and reach out to um, whoever has been a part of that record and try to just, you know, I guess, figure out what terms that's where the business side comes in mm -hmm. you kind of have to get your people involved get as far as like the team goes a lawyer you know business you know yeah. I guess managers especially and lawyers got to get involved we got to start negotiating baby mm, especially if you're like an artist or any sort of new artist um, I feel like you want to take all precautions necessary to protect your work and also just your craft. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. A thousand percent. That's definitely important. That's definitely important. So really, you just reach out at, or find some way to reach out to them or dig through, mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. whatever people you have to their people and exactly. either make it work and or don't. But what I hear is that you like to do it professionally. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that would get yeah. us. I mean, I mean, you know, we can fuck around here and there, but legal shit. Yeah, let's 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 keep that protected. Yeah. So let's, let's do what it was right. that like then? Like being able to sample a song? I think it was really cool um, and life changing. Honestly, I never um, thought it was going to get I literally never thought about that part of it. Like I just made the song. I love what um, my guy Black Mike did with it. He's a crazy producer who produced the record and um, I love what he did with the beat, man. So I was just excited to um, do something with that, with that um, type of vibe anyway, and just switch up mm -hmm. the vibe and to be able to um, connect with Faith was, was random to me. Like, wait, what? Um, wow. So yeah, Jeremiah, uh, close uh, friend of the team and person who I work closely with um, is, works closely with faith or just has a history with faith and when I first met him I had a uh, a meeting with him and I had the record already beforehand played him the record and um he didn't mention that he knew faith at all he just mentioned that he had wow. this original record um the tape for it the, the cassette tape that the original song is on wow. he had that in his office with his sign from faith and he just showed that to me. I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy, man. Wow, it's fun. Like, what? Wow, the stars and, aligned. Yeah, it just started to align itself right there. And I'm pretty sure he had, he had, you know, the vision and planted that seed right then and there when we had our first, you know, meeting. Um, and we ended up connecting those dots later and he played the record. And thank God she agreed to it, man. That was a blessing. Can't, you know, I can't make it up. Exactly. But you had to reach out. But here's the thing. You you went at it so organically. You're like, I'm going to create the song. And it just so happened that after you began to create it, it landed in the right lap. It absolutely did. That was just God or, you know, divine order, perfect timing. You can't make it up. I'm just, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the music industry like often works like that. It's like show up and um, see where you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. a free for all, really. It really is. It is, you know. And there's room for everybody to do 
all kind of things. And it's going to, you know, it's super exciting out here. I love what everybody's doing. So what was it like to work with one of your idols? Um, it was an honor. Yeah. Like, you know, we had a lot of fun, um, behind the scenes too. She was not there in person for the verse, uh, um, edited and did my, my thing behind the scenes. Once she sent me the, the vocals for her verse, I edited and added my vocals and that was a fun process. But after the fact too, once we got together for the video shoot and just spending time with her, um, you know, at her crib and hanging out and just chopping it up. She's hilarious. It's great energy. You know, it's, yes. it's all fun and games. Um, <laughs> always goofing off, man. Sweet woman, man. She's so sweet and, and kind. And um, yeah, giving too, you know, didn't have giving. to give her time like that at all. You know? Yeah. But, but also being an artist, I feel like that's reason for the season. It's giving back. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. how can we collaborate? How can we work together more? You know, um, just hearing about an artist like Faith being like, hell yeah, I want to work on, on this record. <laughs> right. That's, that's how it, not like how it should be. Not that it should be a certain way, but how fucking cool. Like yeah. that right. not only advances your career and your connections, but I'm sure made you feel like, wait a second, this is cool. What else can I do? Right, right, right. You know, right. So, <laughs> at what at what point were you working um, with Faith during uh, writing your album? Um, that was, I guess, maybe a year prior. A year prior. Damn. So, yeah, I was wondering how long was this record in production? Honestly, it's a couple of records that are from like 2017. Um, wow. So Which it's it's stemming from like old stuff like that, like probably talk to me that mm. might be from 2017 um what else and like 808 I think that might be from 2017 as well I have 808 hardened I love that one <laughs> thank you thank you wow yeah, that... so it sounds like you really took your time to put this this piece of work together well yeah I I just make music over the years and then you know eventually when it's time to put a, a project together um I think stuff kind of naturally aligns itself just because that's the mood I was in. So, you know, it's easy to, for it to feel cohesive and, and make sense and align because this is what yeah. I was on the whole time anyway, you know? <laughs> for sure. And you keep saying mood, like, and I keep relating that in my head to like mm -hmm. era. It's like you almost were going through a certain era yeah. period in your life. Exactly. And this is like what came out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. How did you track the album then? If you kind of wrote it as you were living in, and if some of the songs are from 2017, yet it still matches um, this phase or this mood or era in your life? Uh, I don't know. I think just, it's a subconscious thing. I kind of just um, literally just kind of make it work, to be honest. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's, this particular project is, is just a different type of vibe. I wouldn't say every project is like that as far as like being able to do that it just ended up working itself out <laughs> to be honest wow. you know what I mean like it really really did um it's not like you were just trying to sit down and be like here's a concept I'm gonna write all my songs to fit within this concept exactly exactly yeah 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 no and I just feel like it all aligned because subconsciously literally this is just the mood I was in this is the phase I was in and it just kind of all came together like that, honestly, even just from the beat selection. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Are there any other songs that you 
that you sample? Sample? Did I sample anything? No, no. Everything else no. is all original music. Damn. I wondered. I knew it. Gwen, <laughs> you are so, your, your beats are just amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, um, I haven't announced yet who is a part, have been, who was a part of it. Um, the producers who were involved with me. So oh, I'm excited to know. share that. <laughs> I had Lito. Lito and I wow. um, produce conversation together. Um, Swish. Swish is a crazy producer um, who did Waste Time. Um, you got to do your research on Swish. He's, he's really I'm fire. Ready. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, give me them all. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brian Michael Cox did Run and Hide. Um, what else? 217 did Get Enough. Um, Mr. 217, man, that's one of my favorite producers too, man. He's <laughs> he's so amazing. Um, he's from uh, Decatur, Georgia, and uh, he's been doing this for a minute. He's he's a part of uh, the dance scene really down there. And, and okay, he's been There's like dance scene in Decatur. Well, in Georgia and in, in in Atlanta, yeah, definitely. Atlanta, it's Atlanta, definitely yeah. a dance scene in Atlanta. Yeah, the kids <laughs> are going crazy. I don't know what the fuck the kids are doing nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like a, a pioneer in that world for sure, man. And also just like, you know, with rap and, and, and a lot of stuff. He's an artist as well. So I was mm. super excited to have a 217 a part of this project as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to see who else. Yeah, shout what out. What records are... Let me see. Um, what are the other songs on there? I wonder. Um, is that it? Oh, Esther from Selection. Mm-hmm. Esther did uh, "Fade It," which was was really awesome. Gwen, this this album is just a full fucking album. I also love. Can I ask why why the capitals on um every song title? <laughs> um that's just the mood i was in like aesthetic that's attention. just the mood you were in yeah i just wanted to get y'all's attention that needs to be your merchandise for this for this run that's just the mood i was in <laughs> it was a phase uh, you know i love that i love that yes <laughs> let's figure it out i told a few of my um my close friends that i confirmed you last week and i do have a guest submission um someone who would like to ask you a question but i'm just going to play it back for you and feel free to answer it or not okay no problem my name is chris and i am calling for gwen i have two questions my first question would be what moment in your career that made you step like step back and realize damn like I did this shit, like this is where I'm at, this is my life. And my second follow-up question is, for someone who is interested in getting started in the music industry a little late in life, what would it be a piece of advice for them? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah, I answer both. Um, I answer the second one first. Um, I think the best piece of advice for anybody new getting into the industry feels like they might be a late bloomer um actually a right on time is is definitely never too late especially in this in this climate today um the use of all these social media apps is just changing lives every day man i'm trying to tell y'all we gotta we gotta really tap in and lean in on this um especially tiktok and you know all of this mm-hmm. stuff is turning into like you know the future of what the industry is, you know, we got to really take advantage of just, um, I don't know, 
putting ourselves out there, but also be prepared to as well. Make sure you, you know, sharpen that iron and make sure the music is is speaking the way it needs to speak and people are speaking mm. and giving you the feedback you need to get. Um, mm. And just make sure you're locked in, you know? It's got to be undeniable music. Make that undeniable music and everything else will fall into place. Everybody will find you. We'll find you. We're going to find you. That's right. We're going to find you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, the second or well, the first question, um, I guess I've had a few of those moments, but um, I feel like every day when I wake up and just step out on my balcony and thank God and to do my first prayer, I, I feel that moment, honestly, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Every day. To be honest with you. <laughs> you know, I actually love that she asked you that because I ask um, at the end of every episode, I ask the, um, my guests the same question. And the question is, what is your gold moment in life? Mm-hmm. And um, I typically describe that as like the same thing, like a pinch me moment, like, holy shit, I cannot believe this is my life. I'm doing this. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But for you, would you still say it's? Yeah, like just being at home and looking you know yeah looking at the tv on the couch with my dogs you know having family time stuff like that literally spending time at home I did a lot of um couch surfing up until you know really locking in and and committing to wanting to find a space it it was definitely on purpose but it was also a journey too like you know what I mean like trying to figure out what the what, what what needs to happen and then realize, okay, now it is time to get a spot and, you know, enjoy your time and do what you need to do. You know what I mean? Like, and, and relax. And I think that yeah. was the biggest thing for me. I always just wanted to feel secure and happy. Me too. But also me doing too. what I love to do and not having to go to a nine to five, but able to pay my bills, able mm. to, you know what I mean? Do literally yeah. go wherever I want to go and buy whatever I want to buy. Like, that's all. That's your gold know. moment. Is, yeah. Is, is and that's being what, present. Yeah, you know what I mean? Literally, that yeah. is what I've been doing. Like being present in your gratitude. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I love that. That I, I love that. Thank you. All right, Gwen, this was, you're you're so straight to the point and just a fucking badass. Like, again, I had to have you on here because I just, I am so in awe by, by I think, your consistency. And you totally have been saying that throughout this entire thing, even just, you know, answering um, Chris's question saying you got to stick to it. You got to mm-hmm. stay consistent. And that's not only when you see results, but that's when um, your passion gets to flourish. And mm-hmm. what, what better, better way to live your life than, than through, you know, your own true committed lens. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. You're Yay. awesome. I love you. You, you know, <laughs> I love you, you right you're back. a writer. I hear you over there. She's Thank you, Quinn. Thank you. So is there anything else you want your audience or listeners to know about your album phase? There probably is going to be a deluxe. So you'll have even more detail, you know, into what this Another phase of, of a relationship and the emotions were like, I'm going to take you even deeper into that situation. And um, yeah, look forward to that. I look forward to some remixes as well. People have been going crazy with like remixing too many things. And I just got a um a, a message today about a remix somebody did to the song Talk to Me that just came out, which is already yes. crazy. I'm like, man, yes. this is we about to do some crazy stuff with this, man. These producers out here Dang. are crazy, like for real. All right, Gwen, this has been amazing. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for yes. your time. Thank you. And where can everyone find you? I'm on um everywhere. I'm on Instagram, Wimbun, G-W-E-N-D-U-N-N, Twitter, same thing, Facebook, same thing. I'm about to get on this Snapchat too. Actually, I, I got rid of it. I'm about to get it back. I'm tapping in. Oh, hell, me too. Tap, <laughs> tap, tap in. Yeah, TikTok. I'm about to go crazy. All of that. Follow me on TikTok, y'all. I'm about to really start Follow doing like, exclusive stuff on there. So definitely tap in. Thank you for listening to another episode of Women and Music today featuring Gwen Bunn. Thank you so much to Gwen for your time, your energy, and let's be real, your beats. And thank you to our listeners each week who keep this train rolling. I love sharing women's stories and talking about the music industry. I love knowing what instruments inspired the artists and what books the executives read. But I also want to know about every single woman in between. So tune in next week for another episode of Women and Music by Goldhand Girls. See ya.